wanted to take a second and recognize my sponsors this week. You know, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage as Edge and List Group. That's a mouthful. It is. But guess what? It's a great opportunity. You know, you can build a big Amazon business. You don't need a lot of capital when you start. I mean, we all started, you know, well, most of us started selling books. And then you move into retail arbitrage. That is the place that you can turn your money the fastest in online arbitrage. And so by having that skill set, by learning those skill sets, you can get the best bang for your buck. And so Gay's group will help you learn online arbitrage. It's it's more than just a list service. They're going to give you a whole bunch of actionable inventory every single day, right? Monday through Friday. However, there's also a mentorship that goes on. And that mentorship is so important because sometimes it's great to know what to buy, but it's more important to understand why to buy it. Yeah, it's that you know, learning to fish or just getting fed. You know, you really want to learn because ultimately you want to strike it on your own. And this is a great way to do it. So how about seven days free trial? How about a free trial? Right. Very, very cool. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash is a mouthful. The word momentum. You got to use a hyphen and you put in the word arbitrage. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitrage. And you're going to get a free trial in Gay's group. You got to tell her I sent you, right? I'll also have the link in the episode. But it's such a great opportunity. She is amazing, amazing. I'm in that group, so you'll see me there. An amazing, amazing person who's there to answer your questions, who's there to help lead you and help guide you. And that's what Gay does. She does it every single day. The testimonials are real. Go take a look. You will be blown away. And again, it's a free trial. I have the link on this episode. Reach in. You know, Seller Labs, uh, Jeff Cohen and the team, they have blown me away with this scope project. We use this all the time for our business. We do a lot of uh, private label. We also do a lot of wholesale and wholesale bundles, you know, or multi-packs, that kind of thing, which a lot of people do. But we use um, scope to help us figure out what are the keywords. And so it's really simple. You basically figure out where you're going to sell, what you're going to sell, what category, find that like product, find the top couple sellers, and find their keywords. Boom, magic, there you go. You copy the best because it's working. And guess what? That's a proof of concept, and Scope allows you to do that. So it's sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum, and you're going to get couple days free trial and you're going to save a little bit of money and you're going to get some free keywords it's worth every penny i'm in that group come and check me out sellerlabs.com forward slash scope again use the word momentum solutions for e-commerce karen locker great 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 group i've been using them for a long time I guess it's over two years and I'm in there and I pay just like everybody else. Yes, she's a sponsor of my show, but she makes me pay and I got the same $50 discount that you can get. Oh, by the way, you're going to get that through my link and my link only. Oh, and you're also going to get the free inventory health analysis. Great way to start 2018. Get your inventory in line and Karen will help you do that. We use them for everything. I mean, basically, uh, you know, long-term storage fees coming up. Guess what? She'll evaluate, she'll make some recommendations, and I'll say, yep, check, 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 take these out, this, return, blah, 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 and magically it's done. I love it, love it, love it. I love the fact that they take and get rid of stranded inventory for me. I see it in there, and then next time I go in and it's gone. Love it, love it, love it. Got an IP infringement? She's going to help you work your way through that. This is the kind of service that you get from Karen Locker. That's solutions for the number four e-commerce solutions for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum right so you got a forward slash momentum and you're going to save fifty dollars a month 600 bucks a year by just clicking that link she pays me i don't want to hide that i never do i'm always upfront about that but it doesn't cost you anything additional and you're going to get that inventory health report the only way you get that is through my link solutions the number four e-commerce.com forward slash Momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode two hundred and seventy-three. Kelly Fidio. 
didn't butcher the name, Kelly. I got it right. Um, get ready to get inspired. You know, I say that after every interview, but it's the truth. I leave these interviews pumped, jazzed. I can't wait to go out and work on our business because it's so inspiring hearing someone who who I think, and I think Kelly's a really good example is somebody who's got it figured out who's got it figured out, because um, I ask her some tough questions about what matters, and her answers are so solid. Her family matters. Her her, her health matters. Her, you know, kind of happiness, her freedom, all that stuff matters because the alternative is an unhappy life, one that you're miserable in, that you're sitting there saying, hey, why, why, why? And rather than wait 40 years to say why and then retire and die as opposed to it's walking away from something that's doesn't mean you failed it's to me again and i make this point in there is that you made a choice that's a win i mean the fact that you made a choice because it's so hard to really make a a life-altering choice um hence the reason most people don't um kelly did and i just think great example of someone and again i'm inspired man i'm jazzed let's get into the podcast all right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because she is full of energy. She is pumped. She's got me pumped. I'm I'm literally from the pre-interview. I'm like ready to do laps. I'm an ex- I'm excited. I'm very very excited. Kelly Fidio. How did I do in the last name? You did perfect, Stephen. Oh Thanks. my goodness! Thank God. I was so stressed over that. I, that's the only thing I'm stressed. <laughs> the Kelly part I had down. I was good on that. But man, I was just. I got a block on it. Uh, that's a tough one, but I'm not the first to say that, correct? Correct. You uh, nailed it. Awesome. I appreciate that. Well, you are a big seller that nobody knows. Nobody's ever heard of you. You laid low. You kind of kept to yourself, and you didn't know any better. That's a pretty I good description, it isn't it? I, I prefer it that way. I lay low. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people in the space, and I love networking and meeting people. But yeah, I just am focusing on my business and my family, and that keeps me plenty busy. I think that that's so smart, though. Um, you're not looking for notoriety. You're not looking for, I'm, I'm dragging you out to do this. But yet, you're willing to put yourself out there to meet others and do all those things. I think that's a hard balance to be, right? Because and it kind of came up in the pre-interview, you get a little, not envious, you get a little comparison, right? You even said you compare yourself to others. Um, that happens, right? Oh, it's it's so natural. And, you know, especially in this space, I mean, I'm surrounded by, you know, so many successful entrepreneurs, and a lot of them are males, you know, and they face, you know, very different struggles than we women do. I think, you know, as women, we have a lot of advantages because we're just, you know, smarter. Yeah, well, smarter. Of no course. doubt. Of course, but we're, we're multitaskers, right? You know, and, um, you know, I always have to remind myself of that. You know, I even, I'm always ribbing my husband, you know, because he's got a full-time career, very successful, demanding career. And, you know, he gets to just focus on that. Not that he's not a, a great dad and he's very involved, but, you know, when he's working, he's working. When I'm working, I'm throwing in a load of laundry. I have to go to the grocery store. I take the dog to the vet, you know, or one of other of a plethora of domestic duties, as I like to call them. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot to juggle. And, you know, that's what makes, you know, being around other successful people all the more important, um, you know, to just kind of, you know, feed off that vibe. And, you know, I get jealous when I see them all traipsing off to all their conferences and trips. And, you know, I, I go on some, but, you know, I have to be selective of, of, of where I go and where I spend my time because my primary responsibility is is being here for my kids. And I, others get jealous seeing you with your kids. Trust me. Others, they, that's a big deal to a lot of people that don't have kids um, or their kids are gone. You know, we're at that empty nest syndrome. Our youngest, he'll graduate from college this year. And it's like, oh, my God, there's just two of us now. And we've been married 31 years, coming to wow. 32. And, and so it's like, wow, we're back to us. We've had kids yeah. for our whole life. Now it's us? Whoa. <laughs> I, I do think about those days sometimes, and I'm in no rush to get there. I mean, I love my husband dearly, but I, I love my kids with the passion, as, as most parents do. And I just can't imagine them you know, going off on their own someday. But you know, I'm not too far behind you. I've got a, I've got a teenager and a preteen. So, you know, I, the, the clock is ticking for sure. So every minute counts. And then the grandkids. And we have got three granddaughters. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. I'm literally, we're almost every other weekend with them because it's oh, just, oh. And they're girls, and they love their grandpa, and I just love it. Oh, they can have oh. anything they want. And I have a warehouse <laughs> full of toys, so I'm like the best grandfather in the world. So it's like, what do you want? 
take whatever you want. They're like, oh, you're running through the place. So anyway, Absolutely. enough about me. So one, one of the questions I want to ask you, because you come from, you have a legal background, and so you've been in corporate America, and you've done a bunch of things. And I just want to ask this question up front. I had a, uh, someone on the interview a while back, and she made this statement that Amazon is one of the, selling on Amazon, and, and you also have your own website, but selling an e-commerce, we'll say it that way, is one of the most even things you could do. Nobody cares if you're a man or a woman, you're black or white, old or young, and all the other myriad of you know, possible differences. It's one of the most even. Has that been your experience too? Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, with everything we have today, with the power of the internet and all the things we're able to leverage, and just in my short stint as an e-commerce entrepreneur, which it's been about three years now, you know, what has happened not only in the Amazon landscape, but just, you know, the internet in general, is just mind boggling. And it really does level the playing field. So, you know, there's no better time. I mean, I think we hear this all the time, but really, there's no better time to be an entrepreneur. And in my opinion, an e-commerce entrepreneur, you know, I can be in my yoga pants and go out for a run and come back all, you know, gross and and get to work and, and nobody cares. Thanks for the vision. Um, so, (laughs) so, but it's funny, uh, you know, you're, you're, you just made the statement, there's no better time. But but wait, I missed it, Kelly. Haven't I missed it? Am I too late to the game? You know, uh, you know, somebody's already invented everything that's ever going to be invented. Can I be that guy too? Am I past my prime? The answer is yeah. no. Absolutely not. We hear that all the time. And, you know, it really, I mean, it starts first and foremost with your with your mindset and your mentality. And if, if you don't have that on straight, then then no business venture is going to work, right? Well, what does that mean? So tell me what you mean, what that means to you. Well, it means that first and foremost, you have to believe in yourself and you have, you can't be afraid to fail. And, you know, I know we hear that all the time as well. It sounds cliche at this point, but you, you have to fail. That's, that's proof that you're doing your job as an entrepreneur. And believe me, I have um, failed and I continue to fail. I mean, I could probably rattle off, you know, five to 10 things on any given day that are going wrong in my business. But I keep pushing forward and learning from my mistakes, and it's just going to make me a better entrepreneur. Hey, but how do you not end up in the corner sucking your thumb? I mean, no, did it, did that happen? I mean, the first time that failure happened, oh, my God, life is over. I'm, I'm terrible. Back to job. Never, never life is over. Not, not that bad. Um, I, I have had some major challenges, especially over this past year, and, and there were some stressful times. But... I know that, you know, I'm going to get through it. And no matter what, I you have to be grateful and you have to mm. kind of practice daily appreciation for what you have in your life. That's and a big statement. It's true. It's true. And, and anytime I'm feeling, you know, that I'm entering into a pity party zone, you know, I'm thinking about what's truly important is my life with my family, the times that we get to spend together, the freedom and the flexibility and the independence that I have to do whatever I want, whenever I want with my kids and my husband, that's priceless. Well, let's talk about that because you have this fancy education. You're not just undergrad, you got a law degree. So you went all the way in. You were going to be this spectacular or you're going to make the world a better place, right? You were going to be a Supreme Court justice someday. I don't know what you're going to be, maybe president, right? But you were going to be all those things, but they come with trade-offs, big trade-offs, especially, you know, when it comes to family. I mean, you know, at least my experience in my professional life, which I'm now retired from, it you had to give it all up if you really wanted to go for the brass ring. And I assume in the law profession, that's pretty much the way it is there too. I absolutely saw it that way. And I realized that even early on in my career, when I was single and in my 20s and you know, was able to put in 160 billable hours a week when Ooh. I got into my career. Basically, the only life I had was going to work and working out. That was my life. And I remember vividly thinking then, how am I ever going to do this and have a family? Like, what What about when I get married someday and have kids someday? How am I going to do this? And, you know, of course, I pushed that thought back because at that time I was just, you know, single and loving life and all of that. But, you know, as I, you know, progressed down my law career, um, it, it became very apparent to me that this is not going to be viable long term, although I still gave it my all. I loved it, um, but things changed dramatically after I got married and had my first daughter. And I still was practicing law then, um, but it definitely um, became like this pit in my stomach every day. I would have to go to work and leave her at daycare. Um, I knew I had to find a way out. So you, I mean, this is really going to be the most bold statement. You're going to be like, you jerk. You failed. 
right? <laughs> and that's the way it is, right? I mean, that's really it, right? It's all or nothing. You either were successful or you failed. That's the way a lot of people look at things. And it's like, wait a second. No, you learned something. I'm sure it was a good experience and everything, but you learned that's not you anymore. Um, that doesn't mean fail to me. That's the big win. That's the win, win, win. You have yeah. figured out your life out. Yeah, at the time, I mean, it was really scary. Um, you know, both my husband and I had, you know, full-time, you know, careers. And so to go from two incomes to one was a very scary prospect. And, you know, it, it, it didn't come without, you know, serious deliberation. Um, but, you know, I really am so grateful to my husband because he knew how, desperate I wanted at that time to just be a stay-at-home mom. I, I just wanted to be able to be there for my baby, you know, in her formative years. And, you know, at this time we only had her, but we knew we were going to have more kids. And I just so desperately wanted to just focus my time and energy on being domestic and being a mom and being a wife. And he knew how badly I wanted that. And so we, you know, just decided we're going to make this work however, however we can. And I mean, looking back, it just kind of you know, you want something bad enough, you make it happen. Right. And he made it happen for us. So, you know, I am ever so grateful for that. But isn't it against what, I mean, for me, a couple of things that are obvious. One is you're teaching your daughter, especially that teenage daughter, that, you know, you could have it all, but it comes at such a trade. I think my older son is that way. He understands. He's always like, his company's, he's now in a consulting company, and they're always like, oh, Chris, you should be for management. You're this. And he's got it. I mean, he definitely has the abilities. And he's like, no, you know, my three girls name me, my wife name. No, you know, I'm just not willing to do that because he understands that cost. And I, I think he saw it through my career. Isn't that cool that you're teaching your daughter? She gets to see that. She can make her own choice, either, you know, give it all or or work for yourself, what have you. And then I want to compare that against your friends, because you must be like a an anomaly to them. They're looking at you like, what? <laughs> Who are you? How, how are you doing this? They all want that, but they're not willing to do what you do, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, I that's one of the things I love most about what I do is even though my, you know, teenager, as sweet as she is, you know, might not. She's a teenager, that. though. She's, She's still a teenager, a teenager. <laughs> and she looks at what I do is like just kind of like, yeah, I'm just kind of like hanging out like on the computer, right? Like I'm not really doing that much, um, and and I get on her case all the time for being on the computer too much, right? And when she throws it back in my face, I say, well, I'm working, I'm making things happen. You're just looking at things on YouTube. You're just sucking <laughs> off the food or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but no, really. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you know when she's an adult, she's going to look back on this and realize, wow. My mom really was able to have it all. And I, I think that's the shift that's happening in our culture, um, more so with women. But even as you mentioned, you know, with your son realizing this with with men is that there is another option besides traditional corporate high demanding careers that pretty much, you know, demand that you, you know, give your all to build up somebody else's wealth. And I think that more and more people are realizing this, and, and maybe it's just because we're so spoiled in the communities that we're in that we see this vision, right? But I, I think it is starting to spread a little bit. And you know, going back to your point about when I stopped practicing law thinking I failed, I mean, not only was it a relief, but I knew, I knew even then that I would, I would find my thing again someday. Like after the kids were like, you know, off to school, I would find something again. It wasn't gonna be law. I mean, I did try some other careers in law um, just to see if they would be less demanding than what I was doing, which was litigation. And it, it just wasn't. So, you know, I, I'm just so grateful for the path that I was able to take and, you know, with my husband and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just very, very grateful. Well, you did it together. And the other thing to think about is, you know, I, I mean, I think your point is that you knew you were going to be successful at something. You know, when you have abilities, you can't just, you know, people always said that to you, when you go into a, a job and they keep advancing you or whatever, you have abilities. They're not doing it because they like you. They're doing it because you are bringing something to You're making them more money. You're making whatever you're doing. You're solving problems. Well, therefore, that's a transferable skill. So to think that you're going to come into this business and fail, um, just interviewed someone and the part, part of the business that he liked is not the marketing and the selling side of it. So does that mean he failed? Yet he loves the manufacturing side. Well, that's awesome. There's a role for you in that. And if you have that skill set, of course you'll be successful. And I think it's so, it's so, you know, back to comparing. If I'm not uh, uh, an outlier like, like Liron, we can talk about Liron for a second. If I'm not an outlier like Liron, I failed. No, no, he's crazy. He's awesome. He's crazy. 
because he's so good at it. But that's him. That doesn't mean that I failed, right? And I think that that's just so important. And again, like you said, your daughter is going to look back and just know there's another way. And I think that that's the hardest thing because I don't know how you were taught, but there was one way. You were going to go to school. You were going to get a job. You're going to work in that career for the next 20, 30 years, retire, and be successful, right? Period. Now it's like, no, maybe not. Maybe not. How about your lawyers that you used to work with? How many of them do you keep in touch with that are sitting there saying, oh, Kelly, you got out at the right time. Man, you made the right decision. Yeah, you know, that is actually really poignant because my very best friend, um, but there's something really inspiring about this. My my very best friend, um, you know, she um, graduated a year after me and um, she's still practicing law and she's pretty miserable. And, um, you know, obviously she's, you know, noticed what I'm doing and she's asked me about it and, you know, here and there, you know, I've obviously shared with her what I'm doing and, and talked to her about transitioning her over into doing something for herself. But it's, it's really hard, you know, to make that transition. And, you know, on top of that, she just went through a divorce, but Mm. her son, her 11 year old son became very interested in selling on Amazon. So long story short, um, just with a little bit of guidance and help from me, he launched his own brand on Amazon. Um, no all kidding. Yeah. He's 11 years old. 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I just, I am so proud of him. And, you know, she's she's involved to some extent. I mean, she's funding the whole thing. And she she really wants to get more involved. But right now, she you know, she's still transitioning from working for a firm. Now she's in practice for herself. And it's it's tough. But she doesn't want to do it anymore. She is tired. She is really, really tired. What is it that uh, that tires you? I mean, what is it, you know, um, I mean, I know in my old world it was, you know, doing more with less, all the buzzwords, right? You know, we'd, we'd cut costs to, you know, save a bunch of money and then we'd pay it to some CEO and a bonus or some crazy thing. What was it, what's it like in the, uh, in the legal world? Oh, there's a lot of things that were exhausting about it. You know, the first that comes to mind, I mean, it depends on the type of law you're practicing, but, you know, most attorneys have to bill their time, you know, if you're in private practice. So, you know, billing, you know, for every, having to account for every six minutes of your time and be able to justify that to an attorney. Every six minutes. (laughs) Yeah. God forbid you went to the bathroom and it took you longer. You know, oh my God, what happened? Well, where was she? Hey, she's eight minutes. Check. Demerit. (laughs) But it's having that it's having that clock on you every day. Like I've got to bill a certain amount of hours to not only, um, you know, prove that I'm productive to whatever firm I'm working for, or if I've got my own practice, you know, to be able to pay the bills. It's it's grueling. Um, so you know, th- that's one thing I still to this day have nightmares about. I'll 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 wake up in a cold sweat and realize, oh my gosh, I didn't didn't put in enough time today into Ooh. something. It, it's always Ooh. you know dreams are kind of like esoteric and they you know, take a different form, but that's that I know it relates to that billable hour, um, stress that I used to have. So, so you that's know, what it's become. What was it when you, what drew you to law? What was it going to be? Well, first I, I, I love debating. <laughs> so ah. that was the first thing. And my husband will tell you that for sure. Um, and I also, I'm a very analytical person and this is, this touches on a very important point you brought up a few minutes ago about, you know, being being really proud and owning your own unique skill set and core competency and, and 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 own that rather than saying, well, I don't do this and this like Leron does. Right. Like we all compare ourselves to Leron. Anybody that knows everybody him. does. You have to. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's Yoda. You know, every, he'll be embarrassed. <laughs> I'll tell everybody this. We nickname him Yoda. He looks a little like him and he is just as smart. He's just as adorable as Yoda, but you know, I, I really, although he says he does, I really don't think he sleeps. I, th- I think maybe like one or two hours a night. Um, so that's how he gets all his stuff done. I, I need my sleep. <laughs> he would wake up. No, no, he'd be going to bed as I would wake up, but we would message each other. I'm like, dude, he's like, oh yeah, just going to bed. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm ready to start the day. <laughs> And you guys are on the same time zone. I'm yeah, he's crazy. And so I'll be on, you know, and I'm a night owl too. I love to work at night when the, you know, everybody's in bed and it's nice and quiet. So I'll be up, you know, 11 or midnight California time. And, you know, I'll see him or I'll message him thinking he'll respond to me in the morning and he'll message right back. It's like, whoa, you're still up. It's always a running joke. 
it's it's great. It's funny, but you know what? Um, there's a reason he's having the most incredible success. He's, I always tell people, he's one of the few CEOs I've met in this world, and I don't mean to offend anyone else. Please don't take it that way. But he sees the big picture better than most anyone I've ever seen, and he's willing to do it. Um, and yet, you know, his team is very, very small. <laughs> you know, he's, he's relentless. He's a workhorse. He's a beast, and he's a giver. I mean, mm -hmm. he is just such a giver. And I truly believe when you put that kind of energy out into the universe, it comes back to you in spades. So everything that he's worked for and achieved, it's not luck. It's because he's he's worked for it and he puts good stuff out in the universe. So well, and, and I'm going to make this pitch. So everybody knows that Andy is my sponsor, and Andy and Lee Ron and Nate, of course, they all together. But they sponsor the show. They pay me, so I don't want anybody to mislead. And when I sell his stuff, I, they pay me. Um, the plus they pay me for other things. So I, I don't want to mislead. However, we're also great friends, and. You know, I'm not going to speak for Kelly, but my experience is for the three plus years that I've known Andy and then since then, Leron and Nate, I've not seen anything but that cons I always look for consistency because it's easy to come in and say, hey, I've got a better way to do things, Kelly. This is going to be great, blah, 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 blah. And usually it works for a little bit. And then about two weeks, three weeks later, you see them drift off, right? I've never seen that. I still see them give more information answer a question. I've been in their groups for years now. They never stop answering even the silliest question. They don't say that's a silly question. It's like, hey, that's a good question. We've answered it here. Let me show you some other methods, that kind of thing. What's been your experience? I, I really couldn't agree more. And I tell Liron this all the time. And, you know, I, I was really lucky to have met Liron. We met at a mastermind about uh, a little over a year ago. And we've become really good friends and we collaborate on a lot of stuff. And, and you know, he was kind enough to introduce me to um, Andy and Nathan. And I'm really getting, really looking forward to getting to know them better at the retreat that's coming up in April. Um, but they are truly one of a kind. I have, I have been a part of more, you know, masterminds, you know, conferences, Facebook groups regarding, you know, Amazon private label than I care to, care to share. Um, you know, I've definitely, um, I'm a shiny object syndrome recoverer and I, I, I've purchased so many courses and so many trainings and, and it just, the list goes on and on. And they are just one of a kind, the way they help people and the transparency, um, that they have with their, you know, group. It's, you know, I, I just absolutely love it and wish they had been around when I first got started. Well, and let's be fair. I mean, you, you're, uh, you would meet my mega seller requirement. You hit the number that no, I never tell anybody what that number is, but you're in there. And to be fair, you've taken a lot of other courses, those things you've gotten benefit from them. And that has gotten you to where you are. But you're you're making this bold statement that of all the stuff that you've done, this is a rarity, this rare exception of actually, you know, the sharing and the openness and the consistent, again, I can say consistency because I've seen it for years and I've been to all these retreats. I go to all the retreats and everything and it's always this way, but they truly care about your business. Fair? Absolutely fair. And it is, it is a rarity. They have a genuineness about them and they, they start with wanting to help people. And now you and I were chatting a little bit before and you know, anybody that's running a group and putting great information and content out there, they deserve to be paid. Absolutely. So do they deserve to make money? Absolutely. But they start from a place of truly caring. And I don't know any other, um, you know, course provider or internet marketer out there right now that, that comes from that place first and foremost, just doesn't exist. And, and I get to see what they give away, which others don't get to see. I know they charge for it, but there's a lot more they don't charge for. And again, it's that consistency. So, all right, that's enough pitch fest on them. Um, you are going to the retreat, which is sold out, uh, which Andy messaged me last night saying the retreat is sold out. We're very excited. It's going to be in Orlando. Uh, it's once once a year, if you're ever, ever thinking about something, because you've already, you know, you've taken all the courses. You should know everything, Kelly. You've already hit this number. You're already a mega seller. What are you doing spending a whole bunch of money to go spend out with Steve in Florida? Well, it, you know, this is, you know, starting to become way more prevalent in, you know, all of the podcasts and everything, but really from this point forward, and it's been this way for a while for me, but for, for most people listening, um, the relationships and networking are the most important thing you can do to move the needle forward. I, I have learned all the hacks, all the tricks, all the tactics. The hacks change, you know, by the minute. You know, I am really. And that's not good. No, 
That's not a long-term play. They're hacks. That means by, you know, kind of innuendo that they're going to be quick and they're going to get you there fast. Well, guess what? Everybody else is going to catch up. So it's not like a long-term play. It, it, and it doesn't, it's not effective anymore in the, certainly not on the Amazon space. Um, it, it comes and goes so quickly. It's so fleeting and short lived mm-hmm. that if you spend, you know, a large majority of your time focused on that, you're just going to end up, it's like a perpetual hamster wheel. That's what I like to call it. And so, you know, I've always been a big networker and connector, um, you know, in my professional career, you know, before this, but, you know, now more than ever, I spend most of my time really trying to connect and form bonds with people, always starting and leading with, you know, how can I help them with something? And, you know, once you get to know somebody, it's just amazing. Um, you know, if you offer something that you're good at, you know, to help them with, then they might know something that they can help you with. And so it just, it makes the most sense when you're, you know, you know, running a business these days, the relationships that you form are the most important thing. You know, you, I think about, and this is, a, I think, a, a good visual aid for people, like a Rotary Club. I'm a Rotarian. Right? I've been a Rotarian forever, right? The, the premise behind that was to get one person from each type of business together, and then they would, of course, they were all white men, you know, way back in the day. But but the premise was is that they would then, you know, do business together, right? It's like a mixer, right? And so there'd be an attorney, and there'd be a undertaker, and there'd be an accountant, and there'd be... But eventually, you would share business and help each other, that kind of thing. That was the premise, right? That was what it was. And then it became about helping others and doing charity work, which is what I like doing with it, because I, I don't really have much to offer on the career advice anymore. Um, <laughs> the charity side, though, I, I do well with that but but that's what this has become if you go into it the right mindset right it's not hey i'm going to go in and make a whole bunch of money hey i'm going to go in and help some others who probably you know i think it's hard for people to remember that they started from day one in this business those of us who've been selling for a long time forgot that we started and didn't know anything and how many people have helped Steve, get to where he is today. Well, don't I then have that obligation to help everyone else? My answer is yes. Hence the reason I do this free podcast, right? So to me, what you're saying is, this is the way I can go in. You, Kelly, has a lot to offer. You can contribute. And then you benefit. Absolutely. And, you know, we all have our different ways of contributing. And, you know, I'm I'm not a podcaster. I could never have a podcast. It it just seems way too overwhelming to me. But where I really thrive and I feel like I'm the most valuable is I do a lot of one-on-one mentoring and consulting and coaching. Um, And, you know, I hate to say that I've done a lot of that for free because most of it to date has been for free and I don't want to get like flooded with requests, but I'm always happy to answer questions. And I think where I really, really help people is connecting them with the right solution, whether that's another person in my network or to a particular training course or something that can help them solve whatever problem they're facing. But it all comes down to collaborating with people, figuring out what your unique core competencies are and skill sets and and pretty much, you know, sharing those with one another freely. Hmm. When you sit back and think about, you know, what what matters to you now, you know, I get that, you know, your family and you said that earlier, you know, is number one, but what really matters when you sit back and think about it, because you've had a big successful career. Now you're having a successful second career in addition to being a successful mom, which would be number one career way back. So you're on your third career and a fourth, if you want to say married, but <laughs> what matters now for you? Well, all of those things are, you know, are, are front and center. Um, In terms of, you know, my business life, you know, I'm really focused on building an asset and, you know, going back to this Amazon hamster wheel, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I am, I am very grateful to Amazon. I think too many of us in this business are quick to, you know, be negative about all things Amazon, right? Whether they're increasing their fees or they're, you know, sponsored ads become too expensive, whatever it is. But you know, the fact that we are privileged to sell on the world's largest e-commerce platform and to be able to, you know, launch our brands there is, it's still to this day is mind blowing to me. And so, you know, leverage that all of you can take advantage of that. But, you know, gone are the days where you can just throw up any old product and, you know, have some quick cash flow and just have a truly cash flow business. I think that's really, really difficult these days. And so you really want to focus on building an asset and, and that's what, gives me the most 
you know, satisfaction right now in my professional career is that I'm building something that is going to have an impact on my family, whether that's because I've created, you know, a legacy, you know, cash producing asset for them in the long term or because I build it up and sell it and they're going to be able to, you know, reap the rewards that come from having financial security. That's my ultimate goal. And and, and let me ask this question. I mean, probably, you're going to be like, duh. Um, how rewarding is that? What you said, you're building your own business. You're, you're basically, you're out in that gold rush. You're actually found, you, you, you built a mine, right? You bought the mine land and now you're actually developing it and it's starting to produce these things. That's an accomplishment versus, you know, winning that court case. And don't get me wrong. And I'm, I know it was a big deal, especially if you're doing it for other people and stuff like that. I get that. But that's a fleeting moment, meaning that it comes and it goes because you got another client the next day. How different is that for you? It's it's night and day. And the way you just said that really, really sums it up quite nicely. You know, I feel like every day that I'm working on my business, it's mm. it's all for the long term and leading to something, something bigger, something better. And you know, I don't have to feel that sense of urgency. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a goal setter. You know, I set goals. Things need to happen. And the world of e-commerce and Amazon move very, moves very quickly. But if you keep it as a long-term game in your mind, you know, that's what's most important, that you're building something for the future. And again, you know, people have different visions of what that is. They might want to build it in a couple of years and, and, and cash out and take all their chips off the table and move on to another business. Um, you know, I'm somewhere in between there. I, I enjoy building this business and don't get me wrong. There's stresses to it. Like and you hate it. it's a love and hate depends on the hour. Oh, for sure. Any, anything worthwhile is. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. How about this? Let me ask this question. Cause you have your own website and you've done well with it. What percentage of your business now? And, and if don't tell secrets, if you don't want to tell anything, of course you could say, go pound sand, Steve. Be mm -hmm. nice though. Um, what percentage of your business is on your own website versus Amazon now? Hardly anything. I'll be completely honest about that. Okay. Um, so, but it's something. I mean, it, it is. I mean, the minute you sell one item, it's got to be a little bit of a win. I mean, it's got to be like, yes, if I could sell one, I could sell a hundred. If I could sell a hundred, I could sell a thousand, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I, yes, I do take sales on my own website, but it's getting back to that perpetual hamster wheel, I like to call it, that is called Amazon. It's, it's almost like being subsidized, right? Like we have this platform where the, the amount of traffic and eyeballs that we can get to our products, we're, we're never going to be able to replicate that, even if you're the, you know, the best at driving traffic on your own website, right? So it's, it's really hard to take a step back from that and start focusing on that. But, but this year is the year. I've talked about it before um, you know, with friends and on other podcasts that you know, this is going to be the year, but th this is. I mean, last year I went through some intellectual property issues. I went through a lot of sourcing issues. Um, but but in the midst of that all, I, I knew that I really needed to solidify my presence off of Amazon. So we did some rebranding and, you know, uh, created a new website, you know, did the professional photo shoot, all of that stuff. And, you know, it just went live at the end of uh, 2017. So, you know, this is the year of, you know, really focusing on, you know, building my own list, um, using, you know, um, Facebook many chat to be able to build my own messenger list and to be able to drive traffic and control that traffic and the purchasing experience. And it's, it's, it's something that has to happen, but I, I don't have to completely take my eye off the ball. That is Amazon. And I still think that the best way to continue to, to make money so that you can fund this bigger endeavor is to launch more products on Amazon period. And, and to me, what was very cool was listening to you talk about this education. That, that's what you got, right? By doing all these things, you had to learn each one of these things. And to me, it's better than, and nothing wrong with that. And I have a whole bunch of friends that sell many millions of dollars, a lot more than you and I, uh, scanning end caps at Target or Walmart or wherever, right? Or uh, Walgreens, that's one of the big ones. And, and that's cool. And that's cool for them. But what you're describing is you're taking selling products to that next level because you're trying you're doing your own A/B testing, right? Do nothing, A, B, do something, and you're doing something and you're seeing some results, positive and negative. To me, that's that's enriching. I think that's the thing that some people burn out from in this world is not getting that enrichment because at some point you can only 
find so many great deals because then it becomes like, eh, another big deal, big whoop, eh, big whoop. You know, it's just no, no real win. But this enrichment that you're doing and learning and building out that business, one more section, website, check, marketing, check, professional photos. I heard when you said that, check, that's a big deal, right? All those little things, very enriching. Enriching is the perfect word. And, you know, I, I never did the whole retail arbitrage thing, but I did try online arbitrage for probably about six months. And, you know, when I first got started with that, it was exciting to get to just, you know, if you've never generated income online, you know, it can be yeah. exciting rush, but it gets old so quick. And I really do feel for people that are stuck in that hamster wheel um, and not to put it down because it's a great way to 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 build up cash flow. I think it's becoming harder and harder um, these days, especially, um, doing retail arbitrage with Amazon. But if, if that can serve to fuel, um, you know, your next endeavor, something that you're, that you're building, that is going to be a true asset. And that's the key is building something that's an asset. Um, and I know lots of people, you know, that struggle to, to get out of that, you know, that cycle to start, you know, whether it's private labeling, building their own brand, it, it can be hard, but it can be done. So I would encourage anybody that's in that spot to do that. And it doesn't, you know, and to, let's be fair, it doesn't have to be, when you say an asset, it doesn't have to be building your own brand on Amazon or whatever. It could be vacation rentals in the Bahamas where you let Steve come and stay for free for a week. That could be a good item. Um, and let me know if that happens. But I mean, if that's what you want to build, but you're talking about building something that has a long-term uh it's an asset. I mean, that's sellable. There's a value to it, right? There's a long-term value. I think that that's a smart business. Now, obviously, I'm a little uh, biased, and I'd like to see people build up more on Amazon um, or build their old brand, I guess is a better way to say it. But to me, what you're describing can mean a lot of different things for that person. If this isn't what they like, if they don't like to develop their own product, they don't get the thrill from it, then do something else with it. But at least do something with it. So when your health becomes an issue because it's not an if when it becomes an issue it always does for somebody eventually you get old enough where it starts to hurt somewhere um you have other options and i think that that's so smart did you did you feel that way like go back to your career i mean is is it the you know because i know they pay insane money in corporate america or in especially in large law firms and you hear the stories about going out on your own because that's the entrepreneur. That's, you know, it's it's back to eating ramen noodles, back to college again, right? It, did you feel like you had a way out when you were out there? Did you have a B plan? I mean, is that the, what goes through most people's minds? No. Back when I was practicing law, there was no plan other than to just get through each and every grueling day. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, do they, I mean, not thinking long term? You know, I mean, maybe I didn't you know, practice long enough. I practiced for just shy of 10 years. And, you know, towards the end, um, that's after I had my first daughter, you know, definitely it was like, there's really only one track. It's partnership or, or not. And so and partners you know, are long-term deals. I mean, those are generally, I mean, they're, you know, I've seen 70 year old lawyers that, you know, either become judges or they just keep, you know, they're em emeritus, I guess is the right word or something <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and looking down that track, I, I felt like if, if I went down that track, I would never get out. So, you know, that served as an impetus for me to, you know, really say, this is it, you know, I'm done. Um, and I'll figure it out later after, you know, my, my kids are off to kindergarten or wherever. That was always the kind of the, the goal that I looked at, you know, okay, once they're in kindergarten, I can get back to me. And, and that's what I did. Let me ask you this. This is going to be off the wall. You're going to be like, where is he going with this? <laughs> so I want to ask you uh, with each one of these, what are you working on when it comes to your business? then on your health, and then your relationships, each one. What would you say, you know, if you had to say one or two things on each one, key things? Okay, we'll start with business. Um, as I mentioned before, working on, you know, building up my own lists and driving traffic um, and sending that traffic not only to my own website but to Amazon. Um, I think that's super important to build your own audience and, you know, again, we can hear all these marketers talk about it, how, you know, how you have to do this and this, but it, it takes time and realizing it takes time. But again, looking at the long-term vision, it's, it's worth putting in that time. So well, and the other thing you said, and I don't want to downplay this because I know that you've gotten a tremendous amount of help for networking. I, I think that when you said that, I was like, wow, I mean, you really understand to get from 
good to great is 10%, right? That 10% is so hard to get, right? And, and you got to do it. And so to me, that's very, very powerful, your statement earlier. It, it is, but it, but it is worth it. And again, if you look at it from a long-term perspective, you don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, like this is so hard because it's certainly not a one and done, something that happens in a day, right? It takes mm. time. And there's many ways to go to go about it, right? Whether it's, you know, influencer traffic or, you know, any way to drive your own traffic and be in control of that is is a is a very um, I think I would say long-term skill set that takes time to build, right? And you know, I've got some tools in my arsenal, but it, it takes time to build that up and to deploy resources towards it when you're, you know, running a very small operation. But you get smarter each time, right? I mean, don't you feel like it? I mean, it's gotten you know, I don't want to say easier because I don't, I think that's relative, but, but it's made more sense. How about I say it that way? Yeah. And especially as time goes on and, and once mm. you realize some success with whatever you're doing, i.e., you know, selling products on Amazon, you know, you, you begin to get that confidence level and also begin to filter out a lot of stuff. It becomes just as important yeah. to go to things into opportunities into the next shiny course or guru. Um, that becomes very important. And I, you know, I have to say my first year, in doing this business, I was very susceptible to, you know, I, I, by nature, I just love devouring information. I, you know, whenever there's something new about a certain topic that I'm interested in, I just want to get my hands on it and devour it. And I, I still have to fight that urge. It's, it's very difficult. For I me. think that's normal. I think that every person listening is going to say guilty. I mean, so the fact that you reckon, I think the skill, one of the best about things I do about this podcast, when I hear how hard it is what you do, I check it off saying, okay, off the bucket list now, that one's done. I'm not doing that one because <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not willing to give up what you had to give up, you know, like that. That's my example. Yeah. All right. So we know what you're going to do with your, how about your health? Because that's important. I mean, it's something that you got to deal with. You're younger than I am, but as it gets older, it's like that 50, when you hit 50, this, I've heard this, it's a God's honest truth. There are things that start to break down. It's like, whoa, what happened? I turned 50. Why are you all of a sudden, am I taking a pill? I don't want a pill, you know? Hey, I hear you. I'm not 50 yet, but... Not that kind of pill, but... Being, <laughs> being you know, an internet entrepreneur, um, you know, I've suffered from from the neck issues. You know, I, yeah. I, I now use a stand-up desk and that's helped with that. But, um, you know, health is so important. You know, we obviously you can't do anything else without it. And, you know, I've, I've always been pretty healthy. Um, you know, I, you know, sometimes slip like with my eating and things, but I'm a runner. So I run every single day and I'm really lucky to live in, you know, beautiful Southern California and I live right by the beach. So I get to go running and enjoy the great outdoors and the sunshine. I hate to rub it in. <laughs> well, but it's hard. I mean, here's the, here's the hard part. When you're this entrepreneur, there are a million things you should be doing right now, Kelly. Not talking to Steve. You should be working on a campaign. You should be getting that product research done. You should be doing this. And to pull yourself aside, I come up, I can rationalize a lot of reasons I never make it to the gym. Mm, you know, but you've I, got to be intentional, don't you? Yes, I've never had that problem with with exercise. To me, exercise is is what gives me that endorphin. Mm rush that I need. And it, it is, it is non-negotiable. So, you know, before I did this interview with you this morning, I mean, I had to do my run. It just has to happen. It's How like many that. days a week are you exercising? Every day. I never skip a day. Seven days a week. And it, it's just part of your life. It, it is. And it's not hardcore. I mean, I'm not running marathons or anything, but I, you know, do my five miles a day and, you know, I mix it up sometimes with elliptical or other things like that. Um, you know, and as I've, as I've gotten older, it's been, you know, more difficult to stick with, you know, regimented eating, especially after you have kids. Um, so I'm, I'm not as good at, you know, I used to be really, you know, no sugar, low carb, all of that kind of stuff. And now I find what works best, which I really like, enjoy practicing, um, is daily intermittent fasting. Oh yeah. Smart. Yeah. And it's really easy to implement. You, you know, you basically just pick a 16 hour window where you don't eat. And that's pretty easy if you, you know, stop eating after a certain time at night and then don't start eating, basically skip breakfast. And so that really helps to kind of, you know, you know, burn the fuel that you, you know, already have in your system rather than burning, you know, through glucose or anything like that. So those are the two simple things I do to stay healthy. There's way more I could be doing. I mean, I need to be doing intermittent training. I need to be doing more weight training, all of those things. Um, so there's always ways to improve for sure. All right, now let's get to the good one, uh -oh. the relationships. Well, because you got to think about this. You got, hey, you're married, but you got girls or teenagers. I don't know if they're both girls, but yeah, you've got, girls. all right, so you got a teenager and a younger one, right? Those are related. Then you got other relationships and you got these internet relationships added in. How do you, what do you do in the work on those? You know, that actually 
I need to put in some more work there. I'll be honest. Oh, um, I, okay. I think I take, I take Kelly, let's get you into the couch. All right. Let's just spend a few <laughs> minutes on the couch. Come on now. Well, I take it for granted. I, I, I am a giver by nature and I'm always there for people in my life. You know, my family, my friends, my, you know, entrepreneurial friends, I'm, I'm there for everybody. Um, but at the same time, I, I can get really sucked into the day to day, you know, work stuff. And, you know, I feel like I need to do a better job at, at reaching out to people rather than waiting for them to come to me. So I'll be honest about that. Well, that's fair, though. But I mean, again, acknowledging it and then doing something about it, that's really the key. So, you know, how, how big of a, you said you're a goal setter um, and you got one, are you a checklist kind of person crossing yes. off is very satisfying? Yes, but it's very rudimentary. I mean, I keep, um, you know, just a, a running to-do list with all kinds of action items and then um, I'm very old school in that even though I love, you know, Google Sheets and I love task management software and all of that, um, with all of the really high level things that I do in my business, I keep a spiral bound notebook for each and every topic. And that's just where I write thoughts or, hey, if I heard about a new, you know, training or tool that I might want to look into someday, I'll put it in there rather than buying it right away, right? Um and yeah, but it's off your it's off your head. I mean, that's smart, yeah. right? It's out of your head. You got enough stuff going on in there. You don't need that by putting it down somewhere else that you can eventually review at your time. I think it's very smart. Yeah, I'm a very pen to paper type of person. I I really am. I, it's funny you say that because I use a spiral, but I have one sitting right in front of me when I do interviews like this. I I just find it. I mean, I've got a million legal pads, all the rest of that jazz, but they, I start one and then I end up with another six. This legal, I mean, these spiral bound things, for some reason, I just stay in the same one for each task. And it just seems to work very easily for me. I'm also the guy, and I just told somebody this, and they were like, what? I'm literally, my mileage log is is, uh, is a, a pad. I've been <laughs> doing it that way for 30 some odd years. I'm not changing. I'm yeah. not going to an app. I'm not interested in it. I know it's easier. Not interested. And isn't it funny how we, you know, our careers are based on the internet, right? But yet we're still old school with this stuff. There's something rewarding to it. I don't know. I guess there is. So what, you know, when I asked you what matters to you, what have you figured out that doesn't matter? Let's uh, let's go deep for a second and just tell us what you, because you, again, you've had the big successful career. You had it all. You've got the big family. Everything's great. What doesn't matter when you think about it now? Oh, there's a lot of things, but, you know, wasting time comparing yourself to others. I mean, Oh, you just told me you do. Hey, all right, let's go fair. Come on now. Well, I, I, you know, we all have our things we have to work on. And uh, all right, all right. That's one I'll of those things. That. But it really, I know in my heart of hearts, it's not worth your mental energy. It's just not. Um, and, you know, you and I are surrounded by lots of, you know, higher level entrepreneurs. I mean, we, we always want to be surrounded by people that are doing better than, than yourself, right? Because that's what makes you aspire to want to be greater. And um, as well as help people that, you know, want to come up to your level. That's very important to surround yourself with with all of those things. But um, I, I really do think that that's a very negative exercise to get in your head when you compare yourself to others. So I I have to practice that on a daily basis of reminding myself of that. And, you know, wait. Well, let me ask you something before you leave that. What about your teenage daughter? <laughs> How, no, because that's a big deal. I mean, it's become a it bigger is. deal because of the days of Instagram. All of a sudden, they could see. I mean, let's face it. I don't know how you grew up. I grew up poor. And so my kids know nothing but big houses and, you know, nice stuff. They didn't understand what it took. And so I'm very cautious and I coach them that way. I'm very, very thoughtful. But a teenage girl today, it's got to be incredibly difficult. It was difficult for you, but now she's seeing nothing but Instagram pictures of stuff, right? What do you do there to help her understand what matters? How do you transfer that knowledge to her? You know, I, I have to say my husband and I, we have raised two outstanding daughters and future citizens. Our girls, I mean, they want for nothing. We give them a very, very good life and they have everything they could ever want, but they are so humble and so grateful. That's awesome. And, you know, it's really about, and, and they don't compare themselves to others. Uh, wow. And yet they are high achievers. They're both straight A students. They're both very active in sports. And so, um, well, what was it that you did that, I mean, well, not that you did, I mean, maybe they're magic, but I mean, what did you, what environment was it? What was it that you helped? Because that's a big deal. Wouldn't you say? I, you know, the, I, I can't point to any one specific 
thing to, to, to say how lucky we are to have these girls. But I can say that both my husband and I, and this is what attracted me to my husband or what, why I found him so attractive when we first met was that even though he had everything going for him, he was handsome, he had a great career, he was uh, nice and funny, he was humble. And I mm. think, and, and I am that way too. I think humility, um, no matter how you know great of a life you're living or the advantages that you have in life, um, just to be humble, I think that really has transferred to our girls. And that's the best, best way I could put it. I love it. Do you, pra- I mean, is there a way you can practice humility? I mean, I know how to practice gratefulness, you know, wake up and be grateful that day. Say it right away, right? That's one of the tools that they teach you. How about practicing humility? I think it's something that is a is a personality trait, and I can only say that it was passed on down from from our parents. Um, you know, I come from very very humble background as well. I wouldn't say we're poor. We had you know food to eat and a roof over our head, but you know my parents struggled, um, and you know maybe that has something to do with it, Steve. I mm. maybe it does. That's cool. I, I just think it's cool for a teenage daughter. That is a very cool story to hear because, man, I just, you know, I, we, we only had boys, so it's easy. I could kick them in the butt, you know, and, and get them moving, right? Or they're both, I'm very proud. They're both Eagle Scouts. They, they understand, right? However, now I've got granddaughters, and it scares me to death. I mean, they're all girls, and it just terrifies me to death, you know? And I'm thinking, man, how do they, uh, you know— um, uh, my uh, a side story. My my daughter in law, her sister is a, a, a computer brilliant person. I mean, like I'm telling you, like she's like one of those. Went to Drexel free everything. She is that one of those special, and she's forever buying them engineering stuff for the girls. She's like, oh yeah, they need to see that they're this isn't a man's world. This is a look at this, look at this, and she's really got that covered. And I'm like, that is awesome that you know, that that's mold is going to get broken. And uh, so to hear a teenage girl get it, it's very cool to me. Very, very cool. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, a lot of it has to do with who you're letting your kids spend time around, right? And we're, mm. we're, we're very blessed. And, and, and this, you know, comes down to our lifestyle. I mean, our kids do lots of sports. My older daughter is a surfer. She's the first freshman to make the high school surf team. You know, my other daughter is very involved in team sports. So, you know, a lot of our time is spent doing very, you know, obviously active, healthy things, enjoying the time outdoors. Um, and but that's purposeful. That's intentional. Then, absolutely. Right? So, so you're, you're downplaying it like, well, it's nothing. No, it's a big deal. If you're putting that time, that limited time that you guys had, I mean, let's face it, you both had very large, successful careers. You still made it a priority. Well, that's intentional, Kelly. I'm just here to tell you that's. That's the work right there. That's why it's happening. That's what parents do. I mean, we live our lives for our children. Not all parents. Uh, Not all parents. Well, that's, I think, I think it's pretty clear that people like you and I, and I'm sure most of your listeners, that's just the way it is. When you have children, your life is about them. And that doesn't mean that you do anything to your detriment. But, you know, we moved to, you know, where we live now to be by the beach because our daughter loves surfing so much. I mean, that's just what you do for your kids. Now, I'm not complaining. We love we love living. Yeah, it sounds like a tough life. Though. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, no, I get it though. It, it, to me though, that selflessness, selflessness, is what it takes. And mm, love it, love it, love it, love it. Now, uh, Brandon always loves when I say love it, love it, love it. <laughs> All right, so let's let's bring this home now. So you're you know things are rocking. You get it that if you want to get to the next level, you're not satisfied, and and it's not because you're failing or anything. You want to move, ratchet up. So you're investing, you're going out networking in the right places, you're spending a lot of money, right, to invest to get to that next level. Let's help the person who's stuck at, I always use the $30,000 a month level, because I just think that that's such a level where you're basically got to, you could go sell cell phones and make just as much money at an AT&T store, right? No commission, and you'll make just as much money. It won't be as satisfying, but it's real. So how do they get past that point of stuck? When you hit that point of stuck, in this business, different than the law business, or maybe it's the same. How do you get past that? And what do you advise others how they should get past it? Well, I certainly don't think it comes down to buying the next, you know, training that's out there. I, uh, you know, to reiterate what I said before, it really is about relationships and think about what you can put out into the universe first. So anybody that achieves any level of success, I don't care how small, um, you know, in their business or any type of career, you know, you've, as you mentioned, you've become good at something. You've got something to offer. Mm. You're, you know, if somebody's willing to pay you a dollar 
for something you did, you've got a service to offer. So I think that, you know, joining a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, and obviously there's many of them out there. Um, so we'll start with, you know, you know, one of the groups that we're both in, you know, Amazing Freedom, um, you know, really good group there. And, and put yourself out there. And, you know, this is a very tangible thing I'm going to suggest here, but I really, really think it's important. If you if you kind of offer what you're good at or what you can help somebody with, I guarantee you, you know, you're going to get somebody that's going to need that help. And well, how do you do that? So, so pause for a second because I think I know I think I know where you're going, and I think it it's a bold step. But I agree with you. So you join the group and you say, "Hey, my name is Steve, and I'm a great I don't know I, I'm a I'm a former accountant." You know, um, and I have some skill sets on inventory. I can I can specialize. So if anybody ever has any questions about inventory and inventory management, uh, I'd love to uh, reach out and, and I give you a hand if anybody needs any. Boom. Boom. Exactly. It's very yourself, unassuming. So I'm not asking for money. It's free. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bold. And 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 that's. I mean, I can look back now. I I don't think I did any of this with intention, but that's just always the way that I have been, and that's how I've gotten to meet some really great people is by, you know, offering something of value that I think I'm good at. And, and not only does that reinforce for yourself and make you, you know, um, happy and grateful about, you know, something that yeah, you it, it helps helping others. It feels good. It, it does. And not to sound hokey, um, but no, no, it's cool. But but that person might have a skill set that that might be able to help you. And if if not, you guys can collaborate on, well, I know this person who's good at this. Like, what are you struggling with? Like, I like to ask people just, what are you struggling with right now? With? Or if not, you started a relationship with that person, right? Just by helping them, that's now a different relationship. There's no expectation with it, but it's now like we've connected. And so therefore, you know, if the, I feel like, oh, I could reach out to Kelly. She helped me and I can reach out to her. I, I see she's asking a question. Let me help her. Or I know somebody who can help her. That's real. Yeah, it, it is. And, and you know, going to a Facebook group, I mean, that's just one example. I don't, I, I, I'm not suggesting that anybody spend all their time in these, you know, <laughs> Amazon-related Facebook groups because it's a, it's a, it can be a huge time suck and it, it can really do wonders to make you counterproductive. But what I'm saying is, you know, whatever, whatever your network is, and if you don't have one, you know, you've got to start somewhere. So a Facebook group would be a great place to start. Um, that's where you kind of put yourself out there and start forming these connections. And again, it's a slow process. It's you're not going to in one day, you know, meet a bunch of people that are going to be able to help you move the needle forward. I mean, you have to start from a place of what can I offer to somebody that's a value? And it could be the simplest thing, you know, like you said, maybe you're an accountant and you, you, you're not going to offer them professional advice, just like I wouldn't offer somebody legal advice, you know, but just, just throwing it out there, you know, if I can be of right. help to anybody in this area and pick something, a discreet area, you know, that you think that you're really good at. And then I think you could take it even a step further because you said something early on in the conversation that you met Liron at a mastermind. Yes. Right. I'm sure you spent a ton of money to go and you evolved to that. But that's where the relationships can go to the next level, right? Yeah. That's where, you know, now I get to see you face to face, right? We're going to see each other in a couple months. And so now all of a sudden that relationship gets a little stronger because it's like, oh, I've, I've had a, a meal with him or her. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, let me reach out to her because you know what? I, I know that they, you know, when I hear your story, you're going to be like, oh, I did this. And I'll be like, oh. That's right. Kelly did this. Let me see what her experience is. What would she suggest I do? And to me, if you're a, a local meetup group, um, every community has one or every city has one. That's when you get to the next level. And, uh, you know, I mentioned my Rotary Club, but it's the truth. Lots of business people in there. Those are different ways where that you get to talk to people face to face. And I just think that getting out of your comfort zone, especially if you're shy. Now, you don't have that appearance of shy. You're shy on the inside like me. I, I'm not shy, but I, I would consider myself an introvert. I mean, oh, I, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love being by myself. I, I always have. I love my me time, um, you know, but I, I thoroughly enjoy meeting other people and hearing about their experiences and helping them if they have something that I can help with or putting them in touch with somebody that I think can help them. That is like, I don't that gives me so much satisfaction. That sounds healthy too. But that connection. Feels, you're a connector. I'm a connector um, for sure. Let me ask you this because it, I know I was going to close it, but now Steve has a follow-up. You said something that made me think about it. When you were in the legal profession, did you have this experience, this uh, 
this camaraderie, this this networking up. I mean, I, I know there's always somebody who wants to meet somebody, but did you see any of this? Sadly, no. And, you know, it could be different. There's different, obviously, different areas of law that, you know, you can be involved in. But I was a civil litigator and I did, you know, primarily insurance defense. So my clients were the, the big insurance companies. And, you know, we mm. had to, you know, do the schmoozing and, you know, going out and trying to, you know, sway these insurance adjusters to give us their business. Um, but it just felt also robotic and just so fake, fake, absolutely fake. And there wasn't really something tangible the other side of feeling like I'm helping somebody with this. And now, conversely, you're in this world and it's like, it's like a magic, isn't yeah, it? It, it? It really is. It is. I have so many stories of, you know, people that I've helped and people that have helped me and it really, it's, it's so satisfying. And, you know, Leron is just a great example of, you know, he is just Yoda. He is Yoda, but he's, he's helped me with so many things. And I like to think I've, I've helped him with some things too and yeah. connected him with some people, you know, and, and that's my contribution to him, but it's, it's, it's always got to be a give take and definitely Leron beats us all in the, in the giving. He re- he really does. But I, I try to, to give as much as possible. Yeah, it's powerful. Oh, perfect. All right, if somebody has a follow-up question, what's the best way that they want to ask you? You know, my favorite way, it's, I don't see too many people using it these days, but I use it a lot in my old profession. And this is how I love to keep in contact or have people reach out to us through LinkedIn. So you can find me at Kellyanne Fidio on LinkedIn. All right. Man, oh, man, I'm excited. I can't wait to meet you face-to-face. Uh, I'm very excited. We're going to fatten you up, though, with food. You're going to be like, stay, <laughs> come on. And I'm going to I'm gonna track how many times you exercise. We we always say it. Andy and I always like, oh, yeah, we're going to exercise. And then we are up till 3 in the morning, and we never make it the next morning. And so I'm going to see. Um, I, I'm gonna, I can I'm work hard track. and play hard, believe me. I'm uh-huh. and Whenever I travel, go to conferences, it doesn't matter. I could be up, you know, and I, I, I believe me, I, I love my cocktails, and I love to have fun but i'll be up at the crack of dawn exercising with that i'm an old man and it just it wears <laughs> on me so hey thank you so much i wish you nothing but success take thank care thank you thanks Stephen. pretty impressive uh, again you know how could you not be motivated after listening to kelly and and she's just three years in yet having incredible success now she wants to do more she wants to more. She wants to figure th- more things out, so she's investing. And I know I made a little bit of a pitch fest for Andy's group and Leron's group, but you know I believe in him so much. Um, and Amazing Freedom is one of the sponsors of the show, but the group is free. I mean, you can go out there and join the group. They do have paid courses, and that one's closed. You can't join. The retreat is sold out. Can't join that. But the best way to find out about that stuff is to be a member of Amazing Freedom. And you know, look at some of the other services they do offer, so you can start to get do a little bit of business with them to see the type of people they are to do business with. So Gay Lisby's in that group. She's part of Amazing Freedom. And I have a special that if you join through the link through me um, and you get, you know, part of her, but you get to see the services that they offer. They have a great photo service that I haven't even started promote yet. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's like we, we just showed Andy and I were in New York and we showed one of the vendors and the guy's like, oh my God, that's what I want. And it's like, wow, well, who does that? And it's like Andy's humble and it's like, yeah, we do that. I mean, you do do it every day and you don't hear a lot about it. Um, but that's the type of people. And so um, you heard Kelly talk about it. It was uh, not, I didn't lead her there. Um, it's just so cool to see somebody else getting that benefit. So really be careful who you align yourself with, but then go all in and, you know, take Kelly's advice is put yourself out there, offer something to others with no expectation and magically the stuff will happen to you. Very, very inspiring, very cool lady. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at EcommerceMomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.